Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is a strong voice in the Cincinnati music community, a movement leader, and an athlete. She weaves together song and poetry to tell powerful stories of love and liberation, state and personal violence, social, environmental, racial, and sexual justice, women's empowerment, and human transcendence. She breaks boundaries and has sharpened her art as a tool for education, community organizing, and personal transcendence. She is a warrior woman writer who is not afraid to tell her personal truths and make biting social commentary on the world we live in. Please welcome Siri Amani. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, I'm more than happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this conversation for a lot of different reasons, but mostly, you know, after talking to some people who know you, stalking you on the internet. I know that you have a really powerful story to share and you're an excellent storyteller yourself. You probably don't even need me up here at all. Like I'm pretty <laughs> useless, but I did buy this dress just for tonight. And, so and you did that. You so did that. Yeah. I'm hoping you can like let me show it off for a second. Yeah. Which, okay, speaking of style, before we get into it, like just real quick between us girlies, your style is amazing. Where are you shopping? What do you do? I see you on the gram. I see you out, and I'm just in awe. Listen, the thrift store is your best friend. Don't let nobody tell you wrong. Thrift it or, or online shopping, mm-hmm. that's where okay, Where I are you shop. online shopping? Just like really quick. We don't have to talk about Y'all it too long. Y'all know she in is kind of, that's, that's been, <laughs> yes, been growing uh, on me lately. But uh, this is my personal Amazon shopper right here. <laughs> she, oh, I love an Amazon listen, find. Okay. All I got to do is just kind of give the feel, and next yeah. thing I know is showing up at the door. Yeah, but the problem is you never know if you're an extra small or a large. No, big facts. You just got to kind of fill it out. Okay. Read the you, reviews. If you go there more than once, you kind of get the feel. Like, That's okay. true. I'm always yeah. really worried about the China sizing, though, you know? No, I feel that. That's why, again, thrift store is my number one, though. You go right. in a thrift store, you yeah, can you size can, it like, up feel yourself. it. You can see it. You can try it on. Just putting something together. And then go to, like, the old lady section, because you'll be surprised. <sighs> but the blazers... See, I'm, I'm okay, a I'm blazer. Yeah, I do love a blazer. And the, the button downs? Yeah, okay. Listen, no, I mean, I'm going to, you obviously know what you're talking about. I wouldn't lie to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you are very obviously a born artist. I think that's now what the world sees, right? Through your performance, through the work that you're doing. But before you were an artist, you were an athlete. Yes. <laughs> Do you think this is a good place for our story to start your identity as a basketball player? Yeah, I think that was I think that was very pivotal to who I am today. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. So you played basketball. You I were pretty did. good. Yeah, pretty good. Right. 
No, tell us, tell us. You were good. Yeah, I played basketball. Um, start. I actually played soccer first, and I was like, oh, oh God, it's a lot of running. So I played basketball, and I ended up being pretty good at it. My family is, is full of athletes on one side and then writers on the other side. So I was like, okay. That's great. You try that. No, it was really helpful for me. So I got deep into basketball. I ended up getting a scholarship to play in college, and... Uh, throughout my whole basketball career, I just kept injuring myself, and I was always so driven. Okay, you need to really tell us about these injuries. Okay. I, w- I want a line-by-line item. Girl, look. We have an emergency director of Westchester Medicine here, so he's really going to be interested you in might this know as well. Me. You actually <laughs> might have seen me before in there. So I have, let's see. Yeah, start with the first one. Okay, the first one. Yeah. The first one would be my rotator cuff. That was a rotator cuff tear, going up for a layup, you know, okay. didn't agree with me. Okay, What before we do that, what position did you play? I play power forward. So okay. if you know anything about power forward, that's the position that goes straight into everything. Oh, okay. And it's usually where you have the most turbulence, body trauma, all of that. My, my whole role is to kind of run people over. And okay. Them, so. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I also played basketball Word. for a year in seventh grade. Um, I was a lady. I was a lady dragon. I was a post. I'll show you a picture to prove it later. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe you though. I will. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you continue. Got it. Rotator cuff. Layout. Yeah, rotator cuff. So I ended up tearing my rotator cuff. Uh, did like crash therapy. Came back. Um, then I got a boxer's fracture. What's that? It's a. It's when basically when this bone here breaks in your hand. Ow. Uh, yeah, it was real nasty. Mm-hmm. Too. It was like all the way down there. It had to. Did you yeah. poke out of your skin? No, but like okay. my knuckle fell all the way down here and they had to use like this metal bar to bring it up oh and keep God. it in my hand while oh the cast healed. It, yeah, I know, girl. Same. It, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was okay. pretty bad. So then that happened. Did some crash therapy, came back. Okay. Um, let's see, what was next? I think it was the knee. Oh, yeah. no, not you the know, knee. You know, ACL tears is kind of just a thing that you go through. Right. I went through I mean, I don't, but yeah. Sometimes. So I tore my ACL, um, and that was actually my senior year. And I was like, okay. Senior year of college, of, or high school. Of high school. Yeah. And I just got my scholarship. So. You just signed with a scholarship to go just to college for done. basketball, and you tore your ACL. Yeah, so right. you imagine that call to, like, your college coach explaining, like, hey, tore my ACL. Damn. And it wasn't even playing basketball. Like, I had a... A uh, partial ACL tear and played the whole year. So apparently my ACL was just kind of hanging on by a thread, oh. and it tore during my graduation. Cannot make this no. up. No, I lived that kind of life. I promise you. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get into that too yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay, so but you go, but you go to play at I school. Do. Yeah. yeah, I go to play to school. I come. They back. hold the scholarship. They do, um, and they let me kind of just red shirt and play along or practice with the team until. You know, I was fully healed, and then I ended up coming back later on in that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back a little early for my taste, but, you know. Was that because, like, it, that was you? You are like, I need to get in here? No, girl, it was, it was the scholarship. You oh, know, yeah. you're like, you got to get back because, yeah, okay. you know. Okay. Money. School, right. it, you, you hear me. Right. So came back, um, and I ended up hurting, like, my back and my knee again. What did you do to your back? Well, that's just kind of... You know, you get hit a couple times, your back just kind of hurts after a while. I No, see, I don't yeah. know. I'm not a powerful Oh, yeah, yeah, it's rough. Like, if you all that trauma to your body, especially when you start hurting different parts of your body, other parts start overcompensating for it. I and do know about that. Yes, yeah. and that is a real thing. Yes. So that's what yes. ended up happening to my back, and I actually herniated uh, my L5 and my L6, <laughs> which is like the lower part of your back. So I um, had to go into therapy for that. And that's when I ended up going home, which was like in between my freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I did really good my freshman year when I came back, so they held the scholarship. Yeah. Um, and while I was home, 
healing, really being stubborn, about to go right back and, and probably destroy my body some more, my appendix ruptures. I cannot make that up. I'm 19 years old and my appendix ruptures. And I'm like, what was that experience like? Did you know what was happening as it was happening to you? Girl, no. I was did 19. Did you think you were so going to die? Just, I did think I was going to die, yes. Because my stomach <laughs> just starts hurting. I'm like, ah, it hurts. So I, I end up telling like everybody, like, this is a really bad stomach ache. Uh -huh. And they're like, all right, see. And they're like, like, no, you just ate too much Chipotle. Like, girl, like you know go on the couch like, and fart. You'll be fine. Literally. They're like, yeah. it's gas. Like, take, yeah. you know, <laughs> take a tum or something. So I'm like, okay. And then I go to the hospital. I even go to the hospital, right? And like I get x-rays and all of that stuff. And they're like, you know, we don't see anything. We're just going to send you home. You know, they gave me some morphine while I was there. So I'm kind of like, like sure, great. Right? I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So I go back home and it's just, it gets worse. And I didn't even think I could feel that level of pain. So I'm like, what is happening to me right now? And I know something's wrong. I call my grandma. Mm, and my grandma, grandma comes, listen, yeah. comes and picks me up. And she, she was one of those people where anything like... Anything health-related, she took seriously. Yeah. So I call my grandma. She takes me to the hospital, and they do another MRI and X-ray of me. And my appendix, like, shrunk and was hiding behind my colon. Like, shriveled up? <laughs> yeah, I had appendicitis. It, like, shriveled up behind my colon, so they couldn't see it before. And then literally, like, maybe 30 minutes later, they came in. It was 4 a.m. in the morning because this was an all-day activity. 4 a.m. and they came in there like, yo, we have to get you a surgery immediately. Oh, shit. And that was my last surgery. And after that, I don't know if anybody's ever had a stomach surgery, but that kind of like immobilizes, look, sis, no. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> immobilizes you for a minute. You just kind of, you hit three, that's a soldier. <laughs> you, you stuck for a little bit. You know, like it, anything that you move, you cough, yeah. you sneeze, you, you talk too much. No, like it, right. oh, well, even when your this is a terrible comparison, but like when your abs are sore, right? And you like, no, you just like move talk. a little bit. I'm like driving uphill and I feel my abs are sore. Girl, yes. It's yeah. like that, but it's somebody like just going like, eh, eh, right. Over yeah, and over. Not yeah, a it's, it's bad. Yeah. So um, I was like, you know what? Think long and hard on this. <laughs> It might just be time to mm. give my body a break. That was kind of like a wake-up call. You're it like, was. I'm putting my body through a lot. Yeah. I'm very young. I don't know how much more I can. Exactly. And I just through. let my body heal for about a year. And in that year, I had to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Right. Because I've talked to a lot of athletes you know, post-college, yeah. post-athletic careers. And they're like, I I'm an athlete. That's how I know myself. That's how sure, I identity. present myself to the world. Mm -hmm. And for that to be taken away, then of course there's this period of grief and wandering. And you're like, what? who am I now? Girl, yeah. Especially if you've been doing it for as long as I had. So at that time, I had been playing basketball for about 10 years. Mm. And this is something like basketball in any sport really is one of those where once you get into a real competitive level, yeah. it consumes your life. Totally. So in the morning, you're doing workouts. Yep. And the evening, you're going to school and then you're doing more workouts. Then you're doing conditioning. And right. you might have a game and practice. So literally your whole schedule is full of basketball. So once that ends, you know, it is kind of like an identity crisis. It's like empty. Like, what it, do I do now? How do I, what do I fill with? Yeah. And you kind of feel like a, a lost sense of purpose. You're like, okay, well, what yeah. am I good at? And I did yeah. not know what I was good at. Well, I knew what I was good at, but I didn't really like, that wasn't the forefront of my mind because I had put all my eggs in that basket right. for real because basketball was just something that I love. Right. You know, but while I was healing, that's when I started writing because I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to write about how much this sucks. And so what did that, <laughs> what did that look like early on? Were you writing poetry? Were you just like 
free flowing writing? What was it? Yeah, so I, I was a poet before I did all of that mm, stuff. You know, my okay. mom's a poet. So I and my grandma's a writer. So I always had the poetry Wait, background. Wait, you have writers and athletes in your family? Yes. That's One side of fair. my family, all writers. One side of my family, all That's athletes. That's not fucking fair. That's yeah. the best. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. And for a while, I, I agree with you now. Did not realize that for a while because it was like two separate worlds that didn't really relate. But it no, made it's like the two sense, ideals though. for me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. love my family. Then. You, girl, you can go. Can I come in? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Invited. Let's go. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was kind of like where everything shifted for me. Because before, I think just because it was so close to me with my mom and my grandma being writers, I was yeah. like, eh. No, nah, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna do different. Right, but when it kind of wasn't anything left for me to do, I needed a way to express myself. My mm -hmm. body was literally immobilized. There was no way for me to like use the usual outlets, which were all physical for me mm -hmm. up until this moment. So I was kind of like, all right, you got to figure out something, and that's where right. writing came. And did not think nobody wanted to hear me talk about my knee being swollen and stuff. <laughs> but you know, people do resonate with things that are real to you, and that's exactly. that's kind of what encouraged me to continue just being heard and like being felt after being so alone in that time. Yeah. What, did you go through like a pretty hard mental time? Like, oh, yeah, low? girl. When you watching your teammates go to nationals and play on and they're all doing the things that they're supposed to do and were always meant to do and you thought that that's what you were meant yeah, to do. Yeah, that's so hard. You know, you, you feel, again, like a lost sense of purpose. Like mm -hmm. I, I missed my shot. You know, and I didn't understand like the versatility of myself at that time. Yeah. So for me, it was like, all right, this is the one life I get, and this is the one thing I get to do. Yeah. And that that was kind of where my mind was, and it wasn't again until other people kind of encouraged me and helped me see myself from a bird's eye view that I was able to understand it was a, a ton of other talents that I could equally bank on. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So yeah. did it start with poetry and writing, and you moved more into lyrical things and, and musical? Yes. Like, how, what was that evolution like? Oh, it started with poetry because that was what was natural to me. I, I yeah. only knew poets growing up. My mom was in a poetry group growing up, which were also activists. So I grew up around a ton of poets. So that just what was that felt natural to me. And yeah. writing was always natural. Rapping, I was terrified of. Like I would tell you, the, I'm also terrified. When I got, no, literally, a girl. I was probably more scared than you even are right now. Like I was like, nope, we we'll get emotional about it. I don't want to do yeah. it. Can't do it. Sure. I mean, like I'll lip sync to Nicki Minaj all day. Yeah, but. big fat. No, I wouldn't even do that. I was like, no, mm -mm, no, it's bad. So I, I didn't want to um, immediately, and I kind of end up. I joined a group, which was how I even started writing. You know, mm. that was kind of like, or not writing. That's how I started rapping. Because uh, they, they both rapped. And I was like, okay, this is, this is really cool. I want to kind of do it. I'm just kind of terrified. terrified. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it was so wild because the first time that I ever rapped was in Boosie Collins' studio, which sounds cool, that right? it, Yes, you it does think sound it's cool. cool. Girl, it was terrifying because I didn't, like, voluntarily want to rap. It was like... like I they called on you in class and you didn't know the answer? It, it was that. Yeah. It was that. It's like everybody else has the answer. Yeah. They all got five and you got 92. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, no, this is going to be bad. So... I was trying to figure out just, okay, what do I do? I'm used to writing poetry over music. Mm -hmm. So I, I went in there. And he's like, no, rap. And I'm like, oh. Okay, but like, like, did you know what you were going to say? Do they give you a prompt? Yes, to like you can actually hear the song today, and it's my first rap ever. You just did it? it I wrote it, 
Like I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to write. I wrote a poem. Okay. Again, wrote a poem and okay. then turned it into a rap. Well, isn't that kind of like what rap is? It is. It's rhythm and poetry. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. But not for me at that time. I was like, mm. poetry is just this, mm-hmm. and anything outside of that because it's new and uncomfortable. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the time I had to like really grow myself into a rapper. And from that point on, I think it was a combination of being inspired by doing that and also like. You never about to catch me lacking like this again. Yeah, no, I no, gotta no, no, step no. my game up. Well, yeah. I, I've seen you referred to as an artivist, mm-hmm. and that, to be honest, I had never seen that word before. I really like it because it makes, you know, a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. what it is. But you know, talk to me about how you make art and activism intersect and why it's important to you. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So artivism, one, they go hand in hand, which makes a lot of sense to me, but to make it make sense overall, um, activism, for one, it always starts with something that's in your heart. Whatever you take on, and you know, there are different instances in which activism is needed, and there are different Mm -hmm. instances of oppression, injustice, wrongness, you know, all of that exists in this world. So whatever you feel personally drawn to, that's where your activism will show up. But for Mm -hmm. me, I think art is something that we all realize is universal. No matter what, we all participate and enjoy some form of art. You might not like music, which is probably rare, but you know, you like some art form, whether it's a movie, whether it's radio, whether it's just looking outside. You like art, you know, you're enjoying art. Yeah, it's a humans. Exactly. It's natural, right? Yeah. Literally, we're like magnets to art. So if I know that there is a universal tool out there that made the most sense, that that's what I would send my message through. And that's something that I'm also inclined to do. So art was something that really called me. People are something that called me. Mm. You know, putting them together is really easy. So art, artivism in itself is really just anybody who uses their their talent, their art form, their specific art form, yeah. to bring attention to things, to hard conversations, to people who need help, to people who are hurting, to anything that's going to make this world better. And it's, again, using whatever talent you have. That could be tap dancing, finger painting. You could be a bomb frisbee thrower. I don't care what you do. There is some lane and role that you play in making this world a better place. And once you figure out how to do that, beautiful things happen. And I I just did it with music. I think, you know, that's kind of, that's just what felt most natural to me. Yeah. Who inspired you to do this? Or or where where did this calling come from? My mama. That's my baby. She yeah. she was the first artist, and I think times were just different, and she didn't have the opportunities that we have now, and mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the world that it is now. So the people who I grew up around, who have I have half the mind of, and half oh. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, you you would be surprised because yeah. they were navigating in a whole different type of reality than what I have now. You know the fact. I'm looking at this room right now. If we all being honest with each other, there was a time where this would not be a real thing. I don't feel like anybody in this in this room, you know, back maybe 80 years from now even, mm-hmm. we would be like this. So it's a it's a that shows you just kind of how time is moving forward and allowing for certain things to happen. Yeah. And my mom showed me like even in a time where every idea she had was rejected, there was no funding for her. There was only community and people support. She showed me how you can still make your community better. So yeah. it was it was something that inspired me early, and it just showed that it was possible. I think everybody wants to change this world and right. help it, but you don't think it's possible because of what you go through and what you experience and the hardships that we're allowed to reach you. So, yeah. you know, it, it kind of gets confusing, but my mom showed me early, like, it's just a lot of effort. 
it's a lot of heartbreak. It's a lot of uh, a lot of road, you know, less travel, but yeah. it's worth it and it's possible. Your mom sounds like a very wonderful person. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, this I think is a good segue. So we talked a little bit before, right, when we were meeting, like you're going through a valley of life right now. Absolutely. You're like in some shit. Yeah. Going through some shit. And and growing through some shit. That's even better way to say it. That's good. I will kind of, you know, give high level context. I add in, we can go wherever you want to go with this, but you know, when it rains, it pours. We talked about this, right? When it rains, it pours. You have your mom, who has some pretty serious health issues right yeah. now. We just heard tell how important she is to you. Yeah. You very recently lost your grandmother. Yeah. And you've had some professional setbacks, yeah. we'll say. Yeah. Am I missing any other rain shitstorm that has fallen on you? No, lately? that, that no? is the rain shitstorm in itself, for sure. Do you want to talk about kind of how and you know what I'm not interested in hearing about this idea of of you triumphing over those things. No doubt that you will eventually yeah. do that, right? But like 100%. you're in it right now. And I think people aren't drawn to perfection or like a, a perfect outcome, but rather how are you supporting yourself in a world right now that is demanding a lot of energy from you? Yeah. Um I think I'm remembering I think that's the best thing that I could do right now. I think when your reality isn't reflecting what you want to see for yourself, you have to remember what you're doing it for. You have to remember the times where it was and what that looked like and felt like. And you have to inspire yourself to get back there. Mm. And like you said, my mom and my grandma basically raised me. Yeah. That, that was my family growing yeah. up. My mom is in heart failure right now, mm-hmm. and she's getting better every single day. But that was something that rocked my world of immediately. Course. Yeah, of course, rocked my world. And then in the midst of that, there was a the professional setback. Like you said, with finding out somebody so, much, so close to me um, has been involved with things that I don't resonate with and also don't understand the full extent of. So, yeah. you know, that was confusing, but in the grand scheme of things, seemed so minuscule. Right. After going through right. the other things. Of but course. you know, it all tacks onto each other. And then to go into like the situation with my mom with my grandma, you know, being the person where we're like, we're gonna tag team my mom's recovery and get her better. And my grandma was in remission at that time. So we mm. we had no idea that her cancer was returning. And we had a full plan on how to how to get my mama better. And it took about a month, you know, after we found yeah. out that the cancer spread. For it to take her, and yeah. that happened last Thursday. I know it's like yeah. I appreciate you so much coming out here, and again, I've, I'm always been transparent because I am gonna make it through this. Yeah, I'm of a, course you will. I'm gonna end up exactly where I've always seen myself. Yeah, of course. But you will. I feel like many people who are in my position, they only show you the good. They only show you when they make it. They only show you when they on top. And it creates these really unrealistic expectations for yeah. what life looks like. Well, yeah, it's, it's not, not cute to put it on Instagram. Like, no, I can't make it into all. a cute grid photo. Yeah, that's not me. what gets the likes and right. the comments and the right. love, but that's life, you know, and we all go through life. And I'm sure I'm not the first person that lost somebody. Yeah. I'm sure many people in this room have lost somebody or yeah. will lose somebody, and it rocks your world. And it it's does. not something to sugarcoat or downgrade or something. It's like you said, it's a valley that right. you have to get through. And it, yeah. I can't show all this other stuff yeah, where I'm right. explaining to people how we get here 
And how we do that is skip probably what is one of the most pivotal moments of my life, even yeah. though it's one of the most painful. You know, I feel myself growing in ways that I didn't know was possible. Yeah, I, I shared with you, right, I lost my younger brother in a motorcycle accident yeah. almost three years ago. And what, like, really came up for me when, you know, he passed away in Florida. We were in Ohio. So there was, like, all the log fucking just, like, logistics of yeah. what we need to do. And it's already just feels like a mountain. Exactly. And, and what kept coming to mind was, like, there's no way around this. You know, like I, I remember waking up the day after he died and I was like, fuck, I wish I could just like take a pill. Like if I had a hangover, I would just take a pill and it would go away. And like, mm -hmm. there's no way to go around grief. You can only go through it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's been many times I'm like, I wish I could just kind of sleep and get past the season and wake up when everything feels yeah. good again. But again, when I say growing through some shit, I really mean it. Like I... I hate that things have to happen the way they do, but I know the person that I'm becoming through all of this yeah. is so much better. And not that there was anything wrong with me before this, or that no. I, this is what needs to happen to get there, but yeah. I can feel the growth. I can feel myself shifting into what's really important by just having my, rock, my world rock like this. And I feel like that's going to help me moving forward. And I think with anybody that goes through something, there's always a, a reason. Not to say that that was necessary for your pain. I know what you're saying. But there yeah. is a reason on the other side. And if you can key in on that, it'll get you there. And yeah. that, that's kind of where I am right now. You know, I'm hurting because that's, yeah, my, that's my baby. Of course you are. You know, but I feel like she not only is looking after me and already opening doors that I couldn't yeah. open by myself, but... I have a reason. I have so many reasons. And they keep growing every single day. With everything that I see, I'll be damned if yeah. I don't make it where I'm supposed yeah. to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, that's So it's feel. all about how you look at things. And I don't always feel this way. Like, right. tomorrow I could wake up and be <laughs> like, ah, you know what? Life <laughs> sucks. <Yeah. laughs> exactly, because that's, that's grief and that's sadness. But yeah. overall, keying in on who you are, on the good times, on getting back there, on the people around you, on the things that is important, it will absolutely keep your life on track. And I'm grateful that I am able to see things like this right now. Yeah. Because no, I know cool. I have the, the potential and capacity to yeah. see things completely different. So I'm grateful for this. And I think that that's, what, that's what's going to get me through to the other side. Yeah, yeah no, that's great. I, I know when I, when I have things like this to do or, or I do anything big, like the first person on my mind is Joe. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm like, I feel like I like I I want to show up the best for him. Mm -hmm. so Absolutely, yeah. my grandma has like the she always been nosy, okay? So she always <laughs> knew what I was doing, but now she has she's everywhere, so she could see me. You cannot escape it. in yeah. every <laughs> view. You know what I'm saying? I am absolutely inclined to move correctly just off of that alone. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you? What are some like practices that you have in place, or you know, anything that you do that helps you take care of yourself for, for these hard times? And I know this yeah. this hard time is 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 difficult from other hard times. This is a really, really, really hard time. Yeah. And so sometimes it's easy for those typical self care practices to go out the window. You're like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Like I'm gonna go for a walk. Grief is right. a, a different monster. But yeah. but how are you kind of you know stabilizing yourself? Um, I'm inspiring myself. I think that's the only way that, for me personally, I can kind of combat those feelings of sadness is by being inspired. I've been leaning into my family and my oh, yeah. friends a yeah. lot. You that's, know? 
if you got good that's people in your circle. Yeah, that, that's everything. Cause it's I, everything. That's the one yeah. thing I took away from Joe's death. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Nothing in this world matters except the relationships that you have. Exactly. And that's why you we are so distraught anyway, because that's a relationship that we value. So it makes sense that kind of the, the yeah. remedy for that would be other relationships that you yeah. value. So that's kind of how I'm in approaching that situation. I got some good-ass friends, and yeah. I have solid family. So I'm, the ones that I do have, I'm really rallying around and I'm showing up in their lives and allowing them to show up in my life. And I think that that's kind of giving me something that, you know, I'm, I lost mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. No, that's really beautiful. So last year you released an album, yeah. Duality. Yeah. And in regards to that album, you mentioned exploring and understanding your darkness is just as important as understanding and embracing your light, mm-hmm. which I love this concept. And I think for a lot of us, right, it's it's easy, it's pleasurable to talk about the light and embrace the light, the good things that people say about us, the yeah. accolades we get, like, that's great. Right. When you have to explore the darkness, mm-hmm. navigate this seedy shadows of your mind that you don't want anyone else to see even, mm-hmm. that's really hard. Yeah. So how do you work to explore the darkness and the light, and how do you think that reflects in your art and your self-expression. Who? Okay. Um, I didn't I, tell you I was going to ask you this No, one. you did, but that's <laughs> absolutely fine. I love that. Um, I think for me, I've really, really been trying to look at myself and my existence in a bird's eye view because I really, like, I keep telling myself over and over, even when my grandma passed, I'm like, you have a very human understanding of how everything around you works and things are so much bigger than the current knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, like, I think that that's personally helped me in even discovering my own darkness and light because it's there for a reason. Yeah. And I haven't always understood, like, why do you have the capacity to get this dark? Like, you really, like, for you to have all these things about you that, like, speak. You know that are great exactly. and people love you and you, know, you have confidence are, are about. Good, whatever yes. that means. Yeah. You know, for you to also have the capacity to, like, fall into this, this darkness or this shadow you know, that was always like conflicting and almost felt contradicting to me. And that was something that I ran away from. I'm like, especially where I, where I come from, mm. like you naturally carry that shit with you. And right. that was something where I'm like, okay, I got all of this, which is like my roots and the, the things that I've seen, experienced, felt that also shaped me. And then I have all of these things that I just have wanted for myself and have grown myself mm. that I feel has shaped me too. So I think I spent a lot of years just being like, okay, I'm only going to acknowledge this. This is where I'm giving my energy. I'm going to put attention. the rest of the stuff away. Yeah, that is no something one gets that, to see this. Exactly, bullshit. and the work that I'm doing is going to be to eliminate this and mm. not learn it. You know, yeah. so that was something like I had to figure out, which I'm still figuring. But out. But it's like if you push something away, it, it doesn't grows. actually go no, away. No, it grows. It gets angry at you, and it, it just grows. Festers. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's like oh. This is what you think we're doing. And it starts to fight back on you because it's you. And it's hard to learn to love yourself truly in entirety because humans are complex and we only have a human understanding of what we are. Something else created us with a complete understanding of this is what you are and gave us about 30%. Damn it, where's the fucking blueprint? Exactly. You know, you'd be like, bro, why am I like this? This (laughs) doesn't even make sense for real. And (laughs) all you got is other humans to tell you what you are. So it's. You're going to be so confused throughout your life at many points, and I have, where I'm like, okay, compared to what all these other humans are telling me, this is not it, right? Like, this yeah. don't make sense. <laughs> this, ain't, this is not how it works. So I think the biggest, like, step towards my own completion or feeling complete 
was like taking the time to be like, okay, you got some fucked up parts here. Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at them. Let's mm-hmm. talk to them. Let's mm-hmm. examine them. Let's figure this out and let's feel them. And I think that what you realize about your darkness and your shadow, even if it's not, it's never going to be pretty in your eyes because you've always been conditioned to only like explore one part of you and yeah. denounce the other part. But you know, it's equally as necessary because I feel like the people that we become in those shadows and those dark moments, even though they don't feel good and even though they might not have been good for us, they got us back into the moments of life. Yeah, they're still us. A hundred percent. Those valleys yeah. still get you to them peaks, even though you got to go through them and even though they suck, it's still the road to getting back there. And like I'm in this valley right now, it's going to take me to my peak. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely get lost in this valley and be like, yo, this is dark. I'm going to get dark with it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to just stay dark with it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to fight all of this mm-hmm. inside of me that I'm feeling this pain and hurt. But I'd rather feel it, as painful as it can be, I'd rather feel it, understand it, let it break me a little bit, and then rebuild with it. And you, once you rebuild with it, can't nothing destroy you. I think the only thing that can destroy you for real is yourself. Oh, yeah. So if you learn yourself and then work with yourself and figure out how both to live sides. in peace with yourself, both yeah. sides... There is no disharmony that's going to exist from that that moment or any conflict that's going to exist until your next moment of growth. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that that you know you don't have control over. So yeah. that was that was where duality for me kind of came in. I'm like, all right, I'm going through some stuff. I always have these peaks and valleys where I feel like I'm on top of the world. Sure. And then I'm like, okay, the world is on top of me. Yeah. You know, you never <laughs> really know. But it, I just love all those moments. I love this moment too. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I do, because it's still like showing me so much about myself. The only reason I even feel this bad is because I have the potential to love so much that it breaks me. Yeah. You know what I'm Grief saying? Grief is just all the love you cannot give. Literally. That's beautiful. I never heard that. So thank yeah. you for that. But yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And you gotta love that too. You can't run from them things or you'll start skipping steps that you gotta go back and, and redo. Yeah. 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 I was thinking, do you have a hard time, the answer to this probably is no, but do you have a hard time feeling your feelings? Not like analyzing or thinking about them or classifying them, but like feeling feelings. Is that difficult for you? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, again, the human thing, like... I've just spent a lot of years shutting it all off. Yeah. You ever feel like you got like this weird sense of awareness? Like I feel like a lot of humans feel like that and we just suppress it around other people, but you'd be so aware of yourself Mm -hmm. and it it can kind of suck sometimes where you're like, yo, I just know everything in me is off and like, it's nothing that you can do because that, that aware, even the awareness that you're human. And that this like well, body. Well, now I'm gonna be fucking thinking about it. Seriously. Yeah. No, I know. I'm sorry, but this look. When I was like nine years old, this is stuff I just be in bed thinking about in the middle of the night. So like, you gotta get it somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, like you, you would, you feel this. Like you feel this limited capacity in this body. Like you understand that your feelings and your spirit is so much bigger than what this can handle. So sometimes, yeah. hell yeah, I'm like this body cannot take all of these feelings and emotions no. I got no. in it right now. Yeah. You just got to sit there and hum well, to that's yourself. Well, that's where you too then have your art, right? Exactly. Like, I'm get it out. So that's, it that, that was one thing that my mama taught me early, and I'm so grateful again when I said my mama's shit. My yeah. mama's shit. <laughs> she taught me the difference between transferring. Um, your emotions and releasing your emotions. And oh, that was, I need to hear this. I need to hear this. Can you tell me about this? Yeah, yeah. That was, well, that was her talk to me about bullying. 
Because she explained to me that people who bully, and if you bully, it's like a sense of pain that you felt the need to get rid of. Because all of these pain, fear, sadness, anger, it's all uncomfortable in your body. You don't want to sit with that shit. No. So you you hear that cicada talking and shit? That's crazy. So is it inside? <laughs> tell me about it. Is, is it inside? Yeah, man. I'm like, I can hear. Oh, goodbye. All right, R.I.P. Um, I hate cicadas. You did what had to be done, sis. Who I'm did not, it? I'm Who's responsible? Mad. I'm not mad at you. Oh, Kayla, that's my girly. That's my girly foot. right there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but okay. So the difference between I just started sweating. <laughs> Listen, we all heard, it, and I, at first I was looking over here. I was like, oh God. Um. But yeah, going to transferring and releasing, you know, when you think of like people who bully people, it's, mm-hmm. it's all uncomfortable emotions and you got two choices. And that's a transfer of energy, right? That's it's a not transfer. a release. It's yeah. not a release, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. either way you got to get out of my body. I yep. don't know where it's going to go. You got to get out of my body. When I transfer it, I'm literally just giving it to you. I could be like, Ooh, girl, that dress ain't cute, which it is. It's popping. So, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I wouldn't even listen. Yeah. No, period. <laughs> but that would be my way of transferring you. Now you feeling what I felt and yes. I feel a little better now. Or you release it. And when you release it, it's just a non-detrimental way of oh, that getting that, so that much shit sense. out. Yo, it helped me a it lot. It really because is Because I didn't understand why I wanted to be mean to people when I was in like painful moments. And I'm like, oh, bitch, you're in pain and you don't want to sit with this. So, okay, let's figure out a way to release it out somewhere else yep. where it's not directly pointed at somebody else and giving them something that they don't even oh, deserve. that's so important. Do you Yo, teach mo- children? Yes. Okay, good. You but, need to be teaching you know, I children. She, she got, oh, do I teach children? <laughs> do you teach children? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you should I do, do that. music and, and all type of activism class, one-on-one classes, all of that. Yeah, good, yeah, good. I just copycat what my mama taught me. It's, it's the Perfect. easiest thing in the world. Yeah, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. There we go. See, yeah. don't, don't break, you yeah. know, or don't fix what's not broken. No, no. Yeah. Okay, so this is really perfect, talking about Peaks and Valley, this conversation, we're going to have Peaks and Valley. I'm going to bring it back up again. We were low for a little bit. I want to bring it back up again. Let's go. I want to talk about a concept that I've been really interested in lately, and I've been loving talking about it on the podcast. Okay. I wonder if any of the girlies can guess. I want to talk about this idea of feeling yourself. Okay? Mm. And so I'll give you some background. Okay. So my wonderful listeners, a lot of them are here right now, they will call into the What The Fit voicemail and I will listen to their voicemails, and I play them on a Wednesday episode, and then I, I answer them back. Dope. So, one of a frequent caller and a number one girly, Yolanda, I'm looking at you, yep. She gave me a call. Hey, sis. Gave me a call a couple weeks ago, and she was just kind of walking me through her day, right? And she was just talking about how she was going out for a walk, and she had her Lululemon leggings on, and she had a good song on, and her husband was like, oh, you must be feeling yourself. And she was like, as a matter of a fact, I am feeling myself. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And she just went on to describe the feeling so perfectly that as I'm listening to her voicemail, I start feeling myself. Like I can feel the energy (laughs) through the phone. And I'm like, this isn't, this is, talk about like a good transfer of energy. I was about to say, like that's that's like a a good kind of transfer. Mm And so I, I just love this idea of you seeing someone else or you hear someone else talk about themselves, feeling themselves, and you get it too. And so I've been asking all my listeners, like, call into the voicemail, tell me about any time that you've been feeling yourself. Like, I want to hear yeah. it. Because it's, it's obviously very unique to everyone, but like equally as powerful. So I'm wondering, when <laughs> do you, or do you have a recent time when uh-huh. you've been feeling yourself? Oh. 
Listen, I'm a diva, so like I low key be feeling myself all the time. No, like, that's I have, great. I call them that's serotonin great. moments. Like I feel like you gotta give themselves to yourself. I have serotonin outfits and everything. Listen, oh it's God. moments that you gotta create for yourself. You have to. Hell yeah, because yeah. the world gonna tear you down in every yeah, other day. Yeah, it's gonna moment, rain. So. There's gonna be a cicada inside. It's oh, gonna be exactly. nasty. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be a, a cicada flew on my face today, girl. <laughs> girl, look, you wanna talk about the need? Wait, for on us your face? Serotonin. Where? Which part of it? Right here. Oh, God. Right here. I started Googling, like, is cicadas going to kill me? I have remapped an entire route of, to get in and out of my house differently because there's cicadas everywhere. I need to get on your level. I hate them. I, I'm not a fan. And I try not to hate nothing, but, like, I hate giving them attention, it. too. Y'all we can't even it. talking about it. No, real talk. <laughs> Done with y'all. So, um, yeah, I create little moments for myself. All the time, which are like my serotonin moments. But I think the moments I really feel myself is when I'm on stage. Like, Ooh, okay. I feel something different when I'm on stage. I don't even feel... It's like I feel like, not unlike myself, but like more of myself to the point I can't yeah. even identify. Like, who the hell is that? Who yeah, is she that's how I feel when I go to Miami. Like Period. every cell in Period. my body. Like, like I'm in I'm in Winwood. Like oh yes. yeah, yeah. I'm like no, this is real talk. optimal, Chrissy. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can see that. I can feel. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Okay, so when you're on stage performing, what any, anything else? Any other moments? Like, okay, for example, for me, like I lately am really feeling myself when. Okay, this is pre cicada. When <laughs> pre cicada, I put on just some um, incredible music in my ears for my ears alone, and I go out for a walk, yeah. and the sun is shining, and I am strutting around OTR like yeah, yeah. no one can touch me, <laughs> and I and I am just completely feeling myself. As you should. That, yeah, as I should. Yeah. But that moment, it's like the sun and the music and just like the strut. Yeah. No, I feel that music will always make me feel myself. Totally. There's certain songs I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a rap. Totally. I'm the baddest one in this room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't tell me nothing. Yeah, isn't that how amazing music has that capability? Universal. It is. Mm -hmm. No, that's really good. That's really good. Um, okay, I want to hear about how you, if you do, work out now after all those injuries. Oh, what do you girl. do? How, how, how are you staying fit? Not even necessarily in a physical sense, but like how you keep in, how you keeping everything right? So my biggest thing is, I tell you, one, I'm gentle with myself because I coming from, no, big real talk. I love you that. can kind of like bully yourself into not doing a damn thing. And it's, it's kind of, yeah, that's Or bully yourself thing. into doing too much. Where into doing way too much, which is going to lead to you not doing a damn thing because yeah. you're going to have to... You're going to get injured. Yeah, you're going to be tired. Right? Exactly. So coming from like a background where I was physical every single day, you naturally going to feel like a lazy SOB when you finally just sitting down like all day. Netflix is just looking real good right now. Yeah. And I'm eating, yeah. You know, you're going to feel different. And for me, like, I had to start off just, okay, what is one thing that I want to correct? You know what I'm saying? And then slowly work on that. Because I'm not an athlete anymore, you know? I'm, and I have to remember that. Like, I'm not. Do you, is do, your, like, mind still an athlete mind, though? Girl, yes. Like, I still, I, if somebody just brought up a random game right now, I would turn into the most competitive person in the room. Like, I would leave this, this yeah. mic right now yeah. and start playing somebody in whatever yeah. game they love best. And it don't even matter. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's in my head. The teamwork epic, all of that, like, it stays with you. Um, but you have to, like, the image that you create for yourself in sports, which is something that is so prevalent because everything is based off of like your physical so mm -hmm. you know that's kind of something that gets stuck in your head and when you do retire from sports you have to find value in something outside of physical so I try and this is just for me because that was yeah. my experience I yeah. try to not like 
okay, Siri, make sure that you're not losing your, you know, your, uh, your shape, or make sure that you're still close to basketball weight, or make sure, especially when Corona came, because girl, mm. Corona hit me like a brick. Uh, I was just in the dough, like, ah, <laughs> you know, what else am I going to do? So, you know, when you start, when your body goes through the natural changes that it does, especially getting older, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it happens. Natural, it happens. Bodies change. You're supposed to change. They couldn't and possibly they stay the same forever. We're not robots. Why would they? Okay, so understanding that, I think when you loving yourself through it, you naturally do better for yourself. So I wasn't like, I didn't step into this with like a critical mode. So I would have my moments out of the corona where I'm like, girl... This ain't right. You know, that's just natural. <laughs> but I always try to, like, flip myself back into the mode of understanding, like, just love yourself. If you love yourself enough, you're not going to let yourself fall into an unhealthy place. Yeah. So even if it's not what I originally yeah. imagined, which was probably an image created by somebody else. Of course. I'm just going to love myself. And I'm going to try to stay as healthy as I can. Yeah. And I'm going to embrace whatever comes from that. And Yeah. You know, I haven't had any yeah. surgeries no, in that's years, good. so I'm, that's good. I feel like I'm actually doing better than I did when I was hyper aware of everything that went on with my body. Do you have to do anything physically to prepare for your performances? Like, is that a part of your mind? You know, is it? Hmm. I have to do like some breaths because I don't know. It's something about oh, like when, when so you important. first get on stage. We were talking about this when you first get on stage and it's just everybody staring at you. You haven't built that connection. Like y'all done hurt my whole life, so we might feel a little more connected than we did when I first came up here. But that first moment oh, where yeah. you're just kind of looking at everybody, you're like I don't know what kind of day y'all had. Well, well, we talked about it. Like like as soon as like the first person laughs, we're good. We're good. Well, I was freaking yeah. the fuck out because. As I was practicing, right, like reading your intro, and there's a part that it says community organizing. In my mind when I was practicing, I kept saying community orgasm. And I was like, I can't fucking say that. <laughs> and so, but I didn't. So, <laughs> so now, like, the rest is rap. Like, we can period. wrap it up. Like, you made it over the hardest yeah, part Yeah, I this made it over the hardest part. No, period. First 10 seconds, it was fine. Yeah, no, I get that, for real. That's same. You know, I'm not exactly like that. <laughs> but same. Like, I have those moments where I'm like, okay, you don't know... Everybody's different. We all have our different experiences. This is a chance I could have came on here and nobody resonated with me. I think it's a, a slim chance when you're being yeah. like, honest about who you are. Yeah. But those first couple minutes, like you could have a day that just puts you in a position and not be on my shit. And right. that's fine. And I get that. So, But that's something that's terrifying when you come up here and like, it's you or yeah, you and somebody else. It's like the else. public square and they're either going to send us out like packing or running yeah, with throw a blow torches tomato or... at me. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going to happen. You know, you never really know. So it, it is something that kind of makes you nervous. But again, I just really try to focus on being myself 100%. That's Because people resonate with that. People are 100% them. And when you feel somebody being who the hell they are. Exactly. You know, you, you can't you argue relax. with it. You can't argue with it. Yeah, and it opens the space for you to be you too. Like, girl, be as weird as the fuck you want to be because I'm weird as hell too. So I love being around yeah. those kind of people. No, it's good stuff. There we go. Okay, before we get into like the final question, I want to leave some time. Like, what's next for you? What do you got going on? Anything coming up? Benefits, fundraisers. I know you're like always performing places. What's yeah. going on? Uh, Where can we find more of you? Definitely performing. I'm really starting to dive into my my solo career a lot. So that's yeah. that's been exciting for me. I think it's just kind of. What does like that a, look like? Oh, it looks like so much. Um, performing albums, of course, music because that's just what I live for every single day. But definitely event planning. I've really been focused on um, making sure that. My family is good while I also do this. So I've been doing the benefit shows for my mom. Shout out to Stu. 
Shout out to Stu. They some real ones. And we do that every single, uh, every third Thursday. Every, every third Thursday. Yeah, third Thursday. Okay, you guys, I went yeah. to the one last Thursday. It was so much fun. I was telling, yeah. like, it makes you feel alive. Yeah. It's so beautiful. There's yeah. amazingly talented people. I know. And all local artists. You know, I yeah. have a, all my friends are local artists. And that's been the blessing of this. Like, I haven't had to pay anybody to do this. They know what's kind of going on with my mom. So everybody... All the artists that you see are coming out just out of love, and they're mm. like, "We'll donate our time yeah. to get as many people as we can out here and get as much money raised." We're trying to get my mom a lung transplant right now, so oh, all the money yeah. that like is being raised at these places is going to that. So the type of it, it does a couple things. I feel like the the type of um, feel that you get at those events, like people know what this is for. Mm -hmm. So you just have a different type of energy when you yeah. walk in there. It's helpful. It's caring. It's loving. You know, and then it also like strengthens my bond with community because it's some stuff you, you don't forget when people help your mama get a long transplant. You no. know what I'm saying? So no, you don't. It's been it's been like something inspiring for me too to even see people willing to show up, artists willing to like, you know, perform, stewing them willing to open this joint. Like it's all something that just was like, okay, I didn't know nobody was gonna do that. It feels so good. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it it makes me extremely happy, and hopefully, it's been making the community happy. It seemed like it has yeah. just kind of coming no, together really for cool. something like that. Really cool. Okay, yeah. Siri, what does being fit mean to you? So again, I don't put a lot of weight on the physical. So my my answer is not physically fit. I think being fit is just being prepared. I think it's being prepared for I love whatever. That is next for you mm -hmm. because you're able it, to take it on whatever's coming at you. Yeah, I can have an eight valleys. pack right now and then walk outside and not be ready for how the way life hits. Right, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I think that being fit is being prepared. And again, that goes back to loving yourself enough to look out for things for yourself, to look out ahead of time and make, if you love yourself, think about the most, the person you love the most. You already looking at things in the future for them. If you got kids or anything like that, you looking out already like, all right, when they five, they might have to deal with this. Yeah. When they eight, they might have to deal. And you're already adjusting and doing these things to make sure that they going to get through this time the easiest. That's what feeling fit like for yourself is, is for me. It's just loving yourself enough to make these peaks and valleys a lot easier yeah. for yourself. Yeah. That's amazing. I love a fucking theme interweaving through the conversation. Yeah, too. shout out to Lauren Elise. I was going to say, it was a nod to past guest Lauren Elise. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you, everyone, oh, thank you. for coming out. Siri's going to perform. I am. So, listeners, not here, be a lesson to you that you need to come to the live event <laughs> to have the full experience. Thank you to Stu. Thank you to Comfort Station. Thank you to the Sheriff of Soundtown. Thanks for all you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you.